0: I'm Chris Biddle and welcome to Inside Agriturf. Now I recently completed 30 episodes of the Inside Agriturf podcast and decided that this Easter would make a good breakpoint in order to plan a new series to commence in May. Hence this wrap-up episode for season one, which will include some background, reflections on the series as a whole, and I look forward to the theme for season two. And right at the outset, I will say that Inside AgriTurf has been and will continue to be all about people, not product. That's for others to cover. Now, launching this podcast took me back over 30 years to 1988, when after working in the agricultural and turf care machinery business for over 25 years, I decided, which was prompted by redundancy, on a complete career change. My early ambitions in life had been to be a journalist, so here was an opportunity to follow that dream by starting my own magazine. Uh, There was no internet in those days. My first state-of-the-art purchase was a rank Xerox word processor, and I went to evening classes to learn desktop publishing. And so, armed with a sheath of papers containing a raft of articles, I arrived one day at a local printer's and asked them to typeset them into galleys, whole sheets of print, which I then took away and, commandeering a wall in our spare bedroom, cut up and pasted together to form the content for the printers to follow for my first magazine. And so Service Dealer was born, and how technology has changed since those days. I subsequently added two other titles got into conferences and dealer awards and five years ago sold the publishing package to Duncan Murray-Clark of Land Power Publications, who has done a brilliant job in building service dealer to its current influential role within the agriturf industry, and something I remain intensely proud of. I had also edited Landwords, the professional journal for IAGRI, the Institution of Agricultural Engineers, for 12 years before retiring from that role at the end of 2019. So when lockdown came in March 2020, I decided to use that fallow period to learn about this newish fad for podcasting, learning remotely, of course, podcast production, and more importantly, how to edit sound waves rather than words. It was a bit of a culture shock, but after a few months I thought it time to inflict my newfound interest on a wider audience. So I'm extremely grateful to Ruth Bailey of the AEA Agricultural Engineers Association and Keith Christian of the British Agricultural and Garden Machinery Association for being my first guests, especially at a time of so much uncertainty as a result of lockdown restrictions across the country. The agricultural machinery sector was allowed to continue serving the needs of the farming community so Ruth and Keith were able to outline the role of trade associations in providing government with a collective industry voice on behalf of manufacturers, dealers and associated organisations and then feed that advice and their interpretation back to the industry. It proved to be a very timely episode, and interestingly, it's still being downloaded regularly, almost nine months later. That initial episode was followed by an analysis of Briggs & Stratton as it faced bankruptcy, had a chat with David Withers of iSeeky UK on finding new methods of remote selling during lockdown, Kit Franklin of Harper Adams, who runs the hands-free farming operation, talked to me about the ongoing project. And still on the theme of robotics, I spoke with the dealer and the manufacturer on the rise and rise of the sale of robotic lawnmowers, and also the potential for electric tractors following their appearance on Countryfile. There were episodes with Laz Malin, Paul Hemingway, and Peter Arend, the respective presidents of the AEA on behalf of manufacturers, IAGRI, the Professional Engineering Institution, and the Dealer Association, BAGMA. Now, I had to pause the weekly podcast in October to have my third knee replacement in three years. Uh, And no, I'm not running out of knees. It should be the motto of every technician, get it right first time. My first episode on Resumption of Service was a wide-ranging conversation with David Hart, which has subsequently proved to be the most downloaded episode out of all the 30 in Series 1. It was also the most memorable because, uh, just a few minutes after finishing the recording, I opened a press release with the news that two long-established dealerships, Chandler's Farm Equipment and Lister Wilder, both holding Massey Ferguson and Kubota franchises, had mutually agreed to an uncoupling of the franchises. Chandler's going with Massey Ferguson, whilst Lister Wilder ended their long association with Ago products to focus on Kubota. With recording having taken place on Friday for t- transmission on the following Monday, I would indeed look foolish not to have asked David for his reaction, as it would then be all over the press and social media. So I caught up with David a couple of days later and recorded an extra segment, which I was able to stitch into the middle of the already completed episode. And that experience, I must say, did add to my learning curve on audio editing techniques. So I've been very fortunate to have attracted a cracking array of guests who have contributed greatly to broadening the insight into this wonderful industry – I caught up with Bob Clements and Sarah Hay, the leading industry consultants in the US, and also with Robin Lenny with his reflections on retiring as managing director of Still GB. Attracting new talent into the industry was the theme of my talk with Richard Charles, the UK and Ireland training manager for the Agco Corporation, which in turn led to a fascinating discussion with Jeremy Gibbs of Forces Farming and ex-tank instructor turned dealer technician Will Foster called From Tanks to Tractors. I talked Brexit and its implications with Paul Butterley of Claymore, with who has got a foot in both camps and with Eric Hugovost, the president of Klimar, the Pan-European Dealer Association. There were two episodes featuring CEOs of industry organisations. First, Jim Croxton of Bigger, the British International Gulf Greenkeepers Association, discussed the future of shows, whilst Charlie Nicklin, a newly appointed CEO of the Institution of Agricultural Engineers, spoke about his new role and responsibilities. Chris Gibson Anthony Deacon and Gavin Bird provided a dealer view on industry prospects, whilst Andrew Goodacre, the CEO of Byra, the British Independent Retailers Association, who are the parent of BAGMA, had firm views on the future for independent stores. Murray Burton talked about the principles of display and merchandising, whilst Neil Harper, machinery manager of Glendale, was most interesting on his switch from a dealership to being a major customer. And what about the fascinating and inspirational account from Graham Thompson from his home in Iowa on his rise from being a technician with a John Deere dealer in Hampshire to his appointment as a director of John Deere itself responsible for worldwide strategic planning. And in the final regular episode of Inside AgriTurf, the wise words are Peter Leach, who spent over 40 years with John Deere UK, and who was credited as being an important mentor at different stages of their career to several of my guests. So all I can say is why what a cast, which does pose the question, how do you match that and what next? First, although I've been in this industry for almost 60 years, I've learned a tremendous amount during the past few months, and there's still much more to learn. Common themes have emerged, none of them new, like how do we as an industry become better known? How do we attract new talent into an industry which is evolving rapidly into new realms of sophisticated technology? The skills we need now are not those we required 10, 20 years ago. It's all change. There must be people out there who would have never considered a career in agricultural or turf care machinery, but who do have the skills that we now need. Which also leads me to the theme that I will be developing in season two, that of diversity in all its meanings. Now, Paul Hemingway, the president of the Institute of Agricultural Engineers and formerly of JCB, was adamant. The challenge for us, obviously, is to get a more diverse intake because we are still very stereotyped as a as, a, as an industry. From, in terms uh, of age or, or skill sets or what? Pretty well everywhere you look at it, but, but I think certainly in terms of ethnicity, in terms of it's a male-dominated industry, which is fine, but yeah. everybody's got different ideas, haven't they? And I mean, I know from my JCB experience, we've taken a lot of girl apprentices on, and, you know, they're, they're tremendous with fresh ideas, ask questions that, frankly, we wouldn't have thought of asking. Yes, Paul is quite right. We are too stereotyped. Let's face it, our industry is largely populated by white males. Now, diversity comes in many forms, but there surely will be many ideal recruits out there, regardless of ethnicity or gender, who would fit and indeed enhance the skill sets that the agri-turf industry requires in the months and years ahead. So that will be my main focus for Series 2. Not necessarily exclusively, for I will still seek out people of the moment to talk on the topics of the moment, but I will also aim to talk to those from non-stereotypical backgrounds who are already making their mark within the industry. Now, Inside AgriTurf is a niche podcast for a niche audience, but I've been delighted with the feedback I've received. It now has in excess of 1,500 unique listeners, individuals who have downloaded one or more episodes, and in 24 different countries. And the listenership is growing. In the eight weeks prior to Easter, it was attracting an average of 74 new listeners every week. So a big thank you, as I look forward to bringing you Series 2. I'm Chris Biddle. Thank you for joining me. And this is Inside Agritov.